what's going on with the man in the can and the exodus from the park? Well, the man in the can got more and more lost in the sewers, and it's starting to rain, and the baby is hungry, and it's getting dark, and Yellowbird sent Banty and the mice to find him. This is so exciting! Hold on, I think I found it. Bedtime Stories My Kids Love present Small and tasty, he's hard to catch When there's a problem, there's no match for the man in the can The Adventures of the Man in the Can The man in the can and the squirrels had stopped to rest. The very things he feared were beginning to happen. The children were beginning to express their tiredness and hunger. Sid, the mother squirrel, was persistent in reminding the man in the can that they had no food for the baby. And the baby was beginning to whimper as he came out of his sleep. Not only that, the man could tell from the light peering from the occasional drain exit they passed along the way that the sun was beginning to set. And within the hour, they would not just be lost, scared, and hungry. But they would be lost, scared, and hungry in the dark. The Man in the Can and the Exodus from the Park, Part 5. The Man in the Can was worried. He was worried about the squirrels, the baby, the dirt and the grime in the sewers, and what the dirt and the grime would do to the baby. He was worried about the lack of food. But deep down, he knew he had to keep his cool. Unlike other challenges in the past where he was able to react, this time his reactions had failed him. He picked the way to go, he led the way, and now he had decided to turn back and he feared he had led them deeper into the maze of the sewers, and more and more lost. Now's the time to consider the options, he thought. They could stay put, but that did not seem like a good idea. The chance of catching up with the other animals would become unlikely as time went on. No, they had no food. That would not work. They could keep moving, and that's what they're doing now, and that doesn't seem to be working. They could wait till dark and risk traveling through the city at night, hoping to avoid danger and finding the river. Maybe Yellowbird could hear the call. The call! He could not believe he had not thought of it before. The man in the can picked up his pace, frantically looking for a gutter. The squirrels, slightly confused by the sudden change of pace, began to walk faster, eyes on the fast-moving little man. Suddenly, there it was, an opening to the outside. The man in the can jumped up and pulled himself up and outside. The street was busy, cars raced by, people were everywhere. This must be the rush hour the large people speak of. He leaned up against the curve and released the loudest help whistle he ever had. He did not move. He looked around to see if any of the fast-walking people or the large people in the car saw him or noticed him. It did not appear they had, so he released another loud whistle. Not taking the chance to be seen, the man in the can quickly ducked back into the sewers. "'What are you doing?' asked Farron. "'I'm calling Yellowbird. If he can hear me, I know he will come,' answered the man in the can." I just hope he can hear me over the noise of the city. We need to sit here and wait a few minutes. I will go up a check again and whistle again if I need be. I feel this is our best hope of getting out of these sewers quickly, finished the small man. Do you think you'll hear us? I don't know, answered the man in the can. Back at the opening of the pipe, Yellowbird wondered how the man was doing. Where was he? Was the squirrel family okay? Yellowbird knew that if there was someone who could make it out of any situation, it was the man in the can. Then he wondered how Banty's mice teams were doing in their quest. Yellowbird peered up to the sky and knew it'd be dark soon. If it became dark and the mice teams returned without the squirrels and the man in the can, then a very important decision would have to be made. 
The animals could not wait another day in the sewers. They had to leave tonight. But when that time comes, can they? Yellowbird had to trust his gut. The man in the can had proved himself time and time again, and the mice were scaring the sewers in search of him. He had to be found. He just had to be. Banty's team raced down the sewers. He was determined to find the gutter opening where the tree had fallen and pick up the man in the can's trail from there. He knew he and his team were just to bend in the pipes away from the place. The mice knew the sewers like the back of their ears. They lived down the sewers for generations, and as the sewers changed, pipes added, pipes closed, the mice were aware of each and every change. Just ahead, Banty thought as he rounded the corner. Yes, he proclaimed aloud as he saw the small cloth lying on the sewer floor, and up above he saw the branches of the fallen tree protruding into the sewer. On one of the branches was a small torn cloth, probably ripped as the man and the squirrels leaped into the sewers to avoid the landing of the tree. Banty instructed the mice to put their nose to the ground and look for signs or a scent that would lead them in the direction of the lost travelers. Within seconds, one of the mice cried out, I've got them, this way. The mice raced down the tunnels. Above ground, thunder roared through the skies. Banty and all the mice all seemed to stop in unison and poke their small noses up in the air. Rain, they seemed to all say together. The mice knew better than anyone, except maybe a rat, that it did not take much rain to flood the sewers, and with all the rain in the city dumping into the sewers, flood they did, and quickly. Outside, the blip, blip, blip of raindrops starting to fall could be heard. Mice, we must move fast, and they raced off in search of the man in the can and the squirrel family. Back at the drain pipe opening, Leo the lizard approached Yellowbird. Bird, my friend, I have lived in these sewers for only a few months, but I have learned one thing. If it begins to rain... We will all be swept out into the river but a few minutes after the rain starts. I know, my friend. It's almost dark. Let's hope the rain subsides until our friends can arrive back safely. Yellowbird looked off to the sky as the drizzle from the clouds began. The sky was not only darkening from the oncoming rain, but also the setting sun. The lightning cracked over the river, followed by a loud bang from the thunder. The sound seemed to open the faucets from heaven and rain suddenly turned from drizzle into downpour. Deep in the sewers, the mice heard the crack of the lightning and the roar of the thunder began to quicken their pace. They ran around the bend and collided with the man in the can and the squirrels. Whoa, mice, said the man in the can with surprise, covered with mice. No time to talk. You need to follow us. The rain has begun and we are minutes from being rushed out of the sewers by the waters. Many an animal has died by being caught in such an outrush. Let it not be us quickly and the mouse and his team jolted off with the man in the can and the squirrels in pursuit. Back at the pipe opening, Yellowbird knew the waters would wash them from the pipe and began to put each animal one by one on a board or branch or an empty milk jug or anything that would float into the river. It was critical to get everyone into the river before the water flushed them from the sewers. It was also critical to get everyone away from the pipe as the rushing water may hold a small animal underwater and cause them to drown. The animals moved quickly, and soon all were in the river slowly floating downstream. Yellowbird instructed the birds to keep a watchful eye on all and try to keep all close together. The man, the squirrels, and Banty's team suddenly ran into the other mouse search teams as they reached the junction of the six main sewer pipes. None stopped to talk as each was running full blast toward the exit. The rush of the water could be heard behind them, and the rolling sound became louder and louder. Just ahead was the old snake lair and the exit to the river through the drain pipe. The mice, the squirrels, and the man in the can all rushed towards the drain pipe. They entered the pipe and they could see the outside darkness and they were just a few yards from safety and then the water caught up to the group and spewed them into the river. 
The man, the squirrels, and all the mice flew out of the pipe as if they'd been shot from a gun and landed several yards out into the river. Once in the river, the man in the can looked around for the squirrel family. He started to take count. There was Farron, coughing and gasping. There was little Farron, and Sid, and little Sid. But where was the baby? They had come too far not to all make it out alive. The man in the can knew what he must do. He must dive into the murky, dirty river water in search of the small squirrel child. The man in the can took a deep breath and disappeared below the surface of the river. Will the man in the can find the baby in the river? Will all the animals survive their journey? Did the bird scouts find a safe place to stay? Find out on the next episode of The Man in the Can! Small and tasty, he's hard to catch. When there's a problem, there's no match for the man in the can. Hey, Pearl. Do you know what a good deal is? The 99-cent menu at Nut Hut? No, that's not bad, but I have even a better one. A .com domain name for just $6.95 a year. How do you get a .com domain name for just $6.95 a year? Well, you go to GoDaddy.com and find a great domain name, and when you check out, enter the code BEDTIME3 to get these great savings. Get out of the way, Happy. I want my piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com.